Hello everyone, this is St. Joel, your host for The Lazy Gal. Uh, this weekend I went to Ontario for a state competition and I tried a bunch of different things. And even if I didn't make it to state, I still enjoyed it. Something that made my trip so much better was my headphones, noise cancelling is literally a lifesaver. When everyone is like yelling on the bus, you have a little bit more of like a barrier, like a sound kind of barrier, like your own little bubble. I traded a revolving sushi bar for the first time. I liked it, but it was a bit more expensive. I had pizookis, best thing ever. If you don't know what pizookis are, they're basically like warm cookies on a skillet with like vanilla ice cream, chocolate ice cream on top. My favorite was like the vanilla ice cream. I'm not really a fan of chocolate ice cream in general. I also like, we ordered like the trio, so we got the monkey bread vanilla ice cream. And then my friend Ashley, she wanted to try the chocolate one. So we got salted caramel with chocolate ice cream. And in my opinion, it would have tasted better with vanilla ice cream. And then we also got a, uh, it was a chocolate chunk cookie. So really liked it. I even got new clothes and I really got a really good deal on Dr. Origins, like mushroom lotion relief. And I'm going to be posting an unboxing reel on my Instagram. So check it out at the underscore lazy gal. Again, I've linked it down below. I haven't read much books because I have like exams coming up and I was like busy prepping for my competition. Speaking of exams, I'm going to, I'm planning like a, final study series like episode or like content kind of series like reels posts episodes blog posts tweets all that stuff so if you have any ideas you can always dm me at the underscore lazy gal i think i'll have a q a for that down below you're free to like dm me on twitter or whatever it's the same the underscore lazy gal after the music part of this episode, I've been listening more to The Weeknd, but I also started listening more to Caliuchis. And my friend Judy, moving on from music, also always drinks like iced matcha latte, so I like had to try it because it was like green and like everyone's drinking iced matcha latte, so I was like, oh my god, like I have to try it. And like it is literally like my favorite thing. I got iced matcha latte with two pumps chai, two pumps chai, light ice, and it was like amazing. And it didn't have much caffeine from what I've read until you add like an espresso shot. I don't really think that's going to go well in my opinion. And that's good because I get, I tend to get like anxious if I have a lot of coffee. And if you saw me, uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw me post these routinely because they were like so good. And like, however, I stupidly decided to experiment. And next time I got like no ice with one top, one pump toffee nut and one pump vanilla. Absolutely disgusting. I hate it. Literally, it was so bad. And so did all my friends when they tried it. So I'm not like, you know, like, I'm not the only hater here. And I don't know what it was, but let me tell you, it wasn't good. And my mistake of not also adding ice made a drink taste a little bit warm, super bleh. Uh, so look for my mistakes and don't order that until you have like a disgusted face every time you drink it. I did hear that like iced matcha did taste good with toffee nut. Maybe it was just, I didn't put enough toffee nut or maybe I just put toffee nut vanilla, whatever it was. Whew, let me tell you, not good. But the ice matcha lattes were so good, the ones that I got without toffee nut, that I bought some matcha earlier this week, and matcha is quite expensive, let me tell you, especially if you want the good kind. I got mine from Winko. Yeah, it was like a little small packet. And I also started getting more into my, my iced coffee making era because like it's getting warmer, and my old, my whole Instagram feed has literally been coffee videos and other food videos, so like I have got to try it. And I also found a foam frother in my drawer, but I sadly didn't get the same effect as some of the other videos I watched. Mine was kind of old, so you know, like, whatever. But my coffee was really good, and I finished it before I, like, finished half of my assignments, so. 
And I also use instant coffee powder, so not as much caffeine in my opinion, which is good because I save my caffeine intake for when I really need it. And I had a post on my Instagram story if my followers want like a post on my iced coffee recipe, and so far they do, which is good. I love seeing people like interact with my content. It's so disheartening to be honest when only two or three people like the posts I worked on and planned ahead. And as for the recipes ebook I was planning on releasing this month, probably will be postponed because of all the things are like literally sitting on my to-do list, calling my name. I'm still experimenting with new recipes from desserts to breakfast to savory snacks, so when it does release, it will be good. I'll have like pictures, the whole the whole package. So, moving on to the actual episode topic. How to do anything. It's simple. If someone else can do it, so can you. It doesn't matter who this person is. If you work hard, if you put the effort in, you will get there too. You might take longer, you might fail more times, whatever, but you need to get up every time. You need to get up, brush yourself off, and you need to do it. An article on the Harvard Gazette talks about like new studies that have changed the way that people believe learning works. Intelligence is not a fixed trait, that but changed through many factors, meaning you have a significant impact on your brain and the way that it works. You have the sole power to change your mindset, and you have the sole power to condition yourself, both mentally and physically. You're interested now, aren't you? I bet you're thinking, how do I do that? Well, that's what this podcast episode is about. How to do anything. Number one, expand your mindset. What does that mean? It means making sure you're not the one stopping yourself from achieving what you want. Usually, the hardest battle at first is convincing ourselves that we are able to do that, to able to do that something that we want to do and stay consistent, especially with doing it. After you set a routine for yourself and are confident in your own abilities, you can build on that. But that's not easy. It's not easy sticking to a routine. It's not easy even creating a routine that is good for you because at the starting, you won't know what your routine, what your ideal routine really is is something that you want to do because you might think oh I'll wake up at 5 a.m I'm such a morning person you do for a week you realize you are not a morning person you are in fact someone that gets to work done maybe from 8 to 10 p.m or maybe in 1 to 2 a.m whatever it is it's okay to change a routine just because you set a routine doesn't mean it's set in stone you can always alter things always do things don't put yourself in a little box where you are self-sabotaging yourself, basically. And I was planning on having a friend on this podcast to talk about her routine, how she wakes up in the morning, and the discipline she has for that. So if you're interested, press the follow button. So how do you set that routine for for yourself? How do you become confident in your own abilities? You can't do that without expanding your mindset. Stepping out of your comfort zone, even if it's a small step. This can be posting something that you normally wouldn't post, but it pushes you to your goals. Maybe promoting a side job or something you've been working on. You can reach out to companies and others that work in, ex- that work in or, or, or experts in fields that you want to improve in. Whatever helps you reach your goals is the right step. So if you have, let's say, like for example, like me, if I have a blog, I have a blogging account on my Instagram. Before, I would be a little bit like self, self like a little bit of shame maybe reposting those because like, oh my god what if like you're putting on like some wannabe influencer and stuff like that and like recently like throughout my little journey of being all that I really it really isn't that important because if people are so worried or so like obsessed or even just thinking about the fact or like hating on me not only is it boosting my traction 
it's also like you care that much that you like listen to my episodes that you read my posts and then comment on that like you're not a hater at this point you're just like a wannabe fan so if you think people are gonna judge you they might they probably will but are you gonna let that stop you you can also expand your mindset by consuming untoxic content, unfollowing people that make you feel worse about yourself, or following more people that talk about self-improvement and such. Another thing, back to my last comment, if you think some people will make fun of you or like lower your self-esteem about something, block them from the starting. You create that new account, you block them. Like People sometimes associate blocking someone with caring too much that you don't want them in your life. I think that's quite the opposite. Like You care about yourself, that you don't want this person's negative opinion influencing or impacting you especially on days when you don't feel as confident in yourself just block them they probably won't know and if they care enough to go see your account like your other account like you're you're not really losing anything in my opinion uh moving back to the unfollowing people and like consuming untoxic content i talked about this in my first episode on like choosing peace every day your mindset is heavily influenced by your surroundings the people you're around what you watch to and listen to and much more are what influence your mind your soul and generally just you overall second thing listen to honest feedback it's hard to put yourself in a position where you ask for criticism or constructive feedback and I know that feeling. Like, I know it's hard for something that you've worked on for a really long, something that you really are passionate about. And when someone kind of breaks that bubble they put around yourself, that you're like, oh, this is my passion. Like, I have to be good at something I'm passionate about, right? That's not always the case. And when you put yourself in a position where you're vulnerable to criticism, it's so much worse trying to find that passion because you feel like it's not even a passion anymore if you're bad at it. But to improve on something, you need to know what's not working and how to fix it. And often you reach a stage where you can't tell what's going wrong or you're missing something that only someone experienced can realize or you're not realizing something that someone from a third-person perspective can see. Uh, this is very common in sports, for example. People who train a lot, let's say they do like figure skating or any type of sport that usually requires form, which is like most sports, you can't tell your form usually while you're doing it. Like you don't have you over there watching you until you have someone film it or you have someone like a coach someone experienced look at your videos and see what you're doing wrong because usually if you do something a certain amount of times you think it's correct especially if that's what you've only seen happening and for example like not example and if you know you don't work well when you get negative feedback ask people to go easy tell them hey like this is something that i'm kind of like vulnerable about or something that i don't really want the full harsh truth so if you like sugarcoat it a bit or just let me know a little bit softer i think that's good communication and for example if you know someone that'll be harsher than others don't ask them first remember just because someone thinks of you certainly doesn't mean that's an accurate reflection of you number two consume content that pushes the limits of everything especially your mind I mentioned earlier that the content that you consume reflects on yourself. There are some examples of content you can watch that, in my opinion, help you grow your mindset. One of them is podcasts about wellness and growth, or podcasts on a specific topic you want to learn. Maybe that's an educational field, because like I've heard about podcasts preparing you for the MCAT, podcasts on coding, so many, etc. Like the SAT, for example, if you're really interested in neuroscience, or just like true crime, all of that. There is content on something that you want to learn or know about 
content creators on Instagram, TikTok, even like LinkedIn, etc. They promote positive content and help you with their posts. Like their posts are useful to you. Maybe they post about growing on a certain social media platform. Maybe they post on being more comfortable about yourself. Maybe they post for workout tips. Or maybe they just post something that you like or enjoy. Like, you shouldn't be following people that make you feel bad about yourselves. Like, I brought in LinkedIn, and LinkedIn is a very true part because I feel everyone on LinkedIn is trying to be the most perfect version on paper. And I get it. Like, my LinkedIn, I try to be professional. I try to be the best part. And I want you to realize that that is just, like, 2% of who someone is. LinkedIn is supposed to look good. It's your professional profile. So if you feel disappointed that you haven't done as much as someone else or that you don't have as much experience as someone else, just remember that people like to fluff up their work. They do a simple course in HTML and CSS, HTML and CSS, and suddenly web design development expert. They go on a marathon and suddenly they're coaching training for half the people in the nation. So Don't compare yourself because you really do not know the full story behind someone's post. They posted they got into some internship. They probably got rejected from a hundred other internships. Or maybe they only got the internship because they did something else a while back that they worked hard for. And it's just a follow-up. But for you, it looks like the first step when it really is like the fifth or sixth step of their journey. And that's kind of the worst part of social media, especially social media accounts or platforms where they try to be their best, is that you're comparing your step one, step two with someone's step six, step seven. So you're trying to go into the job field when they're already in the job field for a couple of years. That's not a fair comparison. You wouldn't bring down your best friend, your sister, your cousin, your coworker, whatever. If they didn't get something they wanted, you you wouldn't be like, hey, you're so useless. You don't know how to do anything. Like, you need to work harder. You obviously are not doing anything any day. You haven't accomplished anything. And if you are, I think you're kind of a horrible person. But you don't say that. You tell them, hey, you'll get it next time. Or maybe this just wasn't meant for you. And even if you think that you really haven't done anything that is really putting you or standing out, there's always time to do that. And I'll get more into that later into the episode. Uh, Something else that's some other content is stop listening to music that has a negative impact on you. For example, if uh, certain artists or songs promote negative actions or thinking, start listening to these songs, my guy. Music has such a profound impact on us. It has the ability to influence us without us even knowing. It changes our, our attitude, our thinking, our tastes. And so much more. So music is really something that we listen to a lot if you are a music lover. Uh, Music, compared to other forms of media, is usually promoted a lot more, used a lot more, and doesn't really, we don't really focus on the fact that it could have a negative impact on us. Uh, The last content, uh, like example, is read informational articles. Maybe don't start reading one every day because it's hard to be consistent. And if you fail consistency, you'll fail reaching your goal. But if you try reading one every Tuesday morning or every Friday evening, or maybe you're waiting before work, like you have this appointment every Friday, that kind of thing. You're just one step closer, and that's so much better than not even taking a single step. So these are just some ideas. I link to other content I like on my Instagram Again, the underscore lazy gal from posts I write to other wonderful bloggers and podcasters, maybe some collabs I'll do or just other other posts I think that I feel like my followers need to see.
So if you have any content that you think fits along these lines, just DM me and we can like talk about whatever. Uh, some other things are like people like to watch TED Talks or watch videos on YouTube from people who have changed their life. Some examples are The Wizard Liz or Simon Squared. There's a video out there on everything. You just really have to find it. By consuming content that expands your thoughts and pushes the limits, you're welcoming more success in your life. Think about it. If you always believe that you can't do something or that something won't happen, you reduce the chances of it ever happening by a lot. I know a lot of people who don't push themselves mindset-wise because they think it'll set themselves up for failure or disappointment. I've had this mindset and it still pops up once in a while, but listen to me. With this mindset, there's a low chance of being disappointed, but there's a low chance of also being successful. And these two come hand in hand. If you strive for something big, you'll be disappointed at least once. That's just how it is. But that's the first step to do anything. Really, truly believing that you have a chance. That there's a sliver of hope because if you believe the opposite, you're the only one that's removed any chances of actually achieving that goal. And you really can't blame anyone else. There's no one else to blame if you're self-sabotaging yourself first. Because how will other people leave space for this opportunity for you if you don't even leave space within yourself for this opportunity? Uh, Number three, start telling yourself that you're capable of doing it. So you've expanded your mindset, but how will you encourage the growth afterwards? And it's not easy building a new mindset. You have to convince yourself every day that what you're doing is the right step in the right direction. Start telling yourself that you're capable of doing it. Be your own validation and approval giver. You don't have to please anyone but yourself and you need to embed that into your newer mindset. Reward yourself for doing things out of your comfort zone. For example, if a past mindset, you wouldn't reach out to strangers or past you wouldn't openly support your side hustles, but that's what you're doing right now, get yourself a little something. New clothing, games, fancy products, a nice meal out, etc. And it'll be hard to adjust to a new mindset, especially if it's like a lot different than your old one. But for example, let's say you're trying to eat healthier or have a more productive mindset. And let's say you chose a more nutritious option like water instead of soda. Or you chose something with less added chemicals and chose something that will make you feel better in the long term. Something that is beneficial for your gut health. Something that helps your body grow and feel a lot better than if you had, let's say, a sugary caffeine drink. Instead, you had maybe a homemade matcha drink or you just had some simple homemade tea. Get yourself something now i'm not saying food don't use food as a reward because it makes you start thinking that you have to do something to deserve food you don't you don't have to lose this many pounds to deserve like a piece of candy you don't have to go for a long run to deserve a piece of candy you don't have to finish all your assignments to like eat something because now you're just tricking your your mind into believing that you have to work for something that you don't need to work for Like, you don't need to push yourself to get something that should just be there for you. Because that leads to you believing food as a comfort food or using it negatively. When food is just food, it's not a tool that you need to use to get something. It's just food. It's just nutrients. Instead, get something you like. Like stationery, for example, new stickers or pens. Maybe if you're a candle, like literal hoarder, hoarder like me, get yourself a new candle Get new makeup, new shirts, maybe new gym outfits, a new journal, a new marker, a new notebook, new paint easel, some new paints, a new tote bag, whatever. 
Uh, and also, maybe write down the rewards with your goals. If you finish all your assignments in a chunk of time or do all your study prep, go to the bookstore, get yourself a new wallet core, go get coffee, etc. But let's say for bigger, bigger goals, you write down the rewards. So not only do you see what you're working towards, but extra encouragement. Like I say, you want to finish like a couple of units of the study. So you laid out a Saturday, got a little good study plan going, and you say, if I finish all three of these units, like I do them and I'm not like distracted, I can maybe you know, have a longer show, maybe I can go out tonight, maybe I can get myself some online shopping, whatever works for you. Number four, write it down. Now, this one is a bit more controversial because there are a lot of people who that don't believe in manifestation or like the universe, God, grinding them their wishes, and to each their own. Like, if you don't believe that, I'm you can skip ahead, I'm sure. It's just take a couple minutes and then back all the way down to number five. But I strongly believe that if you write something down, it's more likely to happen. Why? Well, number one, your mind realizes what your goal is. How will you achieve something if you don't know what you want to achieve? I talk more about this in my blog post on vision boards and how to make them. And I also include a lot of images for you to use. That's linked in the show notes. After creating a vision board, I feel so much more organized about my goals because I now know what I want and there's a visual image of like what I want in my head. So yeah, when you write something down, it becomes more real. And also in my vision board post, I not only talk about writing something down, but visualizing yourself as that person. Because yes, you can write something down and it's also more likely to happen. But if you don't see yourself doing that, it's not meant for you. So, when you write something down, not only does your mind realize what you want, but so does the unspoken. Now, this one leans more into manifestation, but when you write something down, you tell the universe, this is what I really want, and I'm going to get it. And the universe, the unspoken, the God, it's going to help you, especially if you write it as if you already have it, like using I am statements. For example, I am making lots of money. I am always safe no matter what. I am always successful. I am always a magnetic safe field for people and everyone is always drawn to me. I am consistent with journaling. I am consistent with working out. I am consistent and doing what's best for me always. There are so many things that you can say. Just write it down and store it somewhere. Go through them and continuously add to it. And you, number three. You don't really understand how much you've done and achieved until you see what a past version of you wanted to achieve. Let's say you wanted to get more followers or be a better student. If you never really know what you want, you won't be content with what you've done. I've gone more in-depth about this on my podcast episode about choosing peace. And it's true. You'll never have peace or really be able to do anything if you haven't reflected on your past. For example, I have a Pinterest vision board for my current school year. I went to look at it just a month or two ago and I saw that I accomplished a big chunk of it last semester. I got all A's, 4.0 GPA, I made more money, attracted more clients, I started a podcast, I got more followers from my Instagram account, I got more traction to my blog, I got more uh, email newsletter subscribers, I even got new headphones and a new computer. Like All of these things were on my Pinterest board. Like, I even started, I went to Starbucks, I studied there, like, a little coffee, I had cute notes, I got new highlighters, I got stationery. I am a example 
of what really does happen when you write stuff down, when you create a vision board, when you visualize yourself and you show the world that you want this and you're going to get it because trust me, it is going to work and it is going to be in your favor if it was meant for you. So all in all, just do it. Write it down. Create a vision board. It'll take at most 45 minutes of your time. What's the harm? Because I can assure you the result will be a lot longer than even 45 days. So after you write it down, what's next? You can continuously add to it. Make sure you're also actively putting in the work to achieve your goals. Because you can't just write it down and just not do anything. Let's, let's say you wanted to write a book. You say write a book, but you've never researched on people like publications you never research on what platforms to use you never research on like character writing descriptive characters you've never actually started writing it you never have a plan you never do anything you just write it down and hope it happens that's not how you do anything that's actually how you not do anything because you're not doing anything you also have to reflect on it so you can see all the wonderful things you've done if you are let's for example using an example of how to write a book and you write five chapters you've edited you've had peers rated everyone said amazing but you always feel unsatisfied you always feel like you haven't written enough you haven't reflected back on it because i can assure you the person that you were starting that book would be so proud of you for finishing five chapters and it is not easy writing a book it's not easy to be consistent with your writing especially when you feel like it's not going to do anything when you feel imposter syndrome creeping in so do yourself a favor and just reflect think about what a past version of you would think about yourself now and especially if you've done progress if you've accomplished your goals they are proud of you and so am i number five the last step on how to really do anything and that is very connected to what i just said before is that realizing that a past version of you will be proud of you because that's the main key of being able to do anything doing realizing that a past version of yourself thought you couldn't that if you don't reflect on what you've done, how will you be satisfied? And the answer is, you won't. So take some time to really think about what you've done. And you know what? Write it down. Write down all the things you're proud of accomplishing. And if you are not going to write it down, you're walking, you're driving, you just don't feel like writing it down, say it out loud. Say, you know what? I'm proud of myself for studying hard and getting that grade I want. I'm proud of myself for trying every day when it really felt like I couldn't do it. I'm proud of myself for being consistent in something that I really thought I would not be consistent in. And if you don't feel satisfied about what you've accomplished, you feel like you really have not done enough, like you can tell like I need to do some more things, like I don't feel genuinely fulfilled, literally remember what podcast episode you're listening to how to do anything this is step one baby step one so if you want that degree that diploma that job that promotion that mindset it's possible because someone else has it and even if you want something that no one else has done you have the wonderful chance of being the person that people will think this about no one else has done let's say keep it basic again write a book No one's written a book before. Pretend that's true. But someone wants to write a book. And they're going to think about you. And they're going to be like, if they could do it, so could I. And that's, be a beacon of hope. Because 
someone always needs hope. Okay, guys, that's basically how to do anything. From expanding your mindset to being aware of what you've accomplished, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. And if you have anything you would like to share or add, just DM me on Instagram at the underscore lazy gal. Again, linked in the show notes. There should also be a Q&A under this if you're listening on Spotify. And if there isn't a Q&A under this, technical difficulties, even if it's been like four years. Also, another thing. If you guys could rate the podcast, that would be so, so, so amazing. Literally, please do. And if it would help so much. And follow me, please, if you haven't. Again, if you like repost this episode, I'll repost it. Just tag me, the underscore lazy gal. You got the gist by now. Speaking of my Instagram, I have more content planned from the new post on my Dr. Origin moisturizer to iced coffee recipes, just to lifestyle stuff, my fit checks. I went to crumble cookie earlier today, iced matcha lattes. I recently got one with two pumps chai, two pumps brown sugar. Tasted like brown sugar boba. Not really that surprised. It wasn't bad. I liked it, but I think I'm going to go a little bit less on the like syrups now because they're kind of like, they're, it's not my thing. Like it was good, but it wasn't my thing. Uh, so all my social link down below under my link tree. And so, like, to be honest, I've been romanticizing my life more. And I think my Instagram account has helped me with that. I love taking, like, aesthetic photos of things and always, like, seeing the best parts of where I am in life. But it's also very easy to get lost in a rush of always being perfect. Life is not that. I rarely get Starbucks. I don't make iced coffees often. And people always post, oh, my new Starbucks, my new coffee order. Literally, if you don't go to Starbucks every day, you're fine. You're literally fine. Like, I just bought matcha. I'm not consistent with working out. I cry too much. I get mad and annoyed by everything sometimes. Like, literally, I worked out today 18 minutes. I was not, I was gonna do, like, abs and, like, cardio. I was not feeling it. I didn't ask them for cardio, so I was just gonna walk instead of the elliptical. Like, it's okay. It's okay that it's not working like you wanted it to. And I think there's something so intricate and intimate at the same time about being so imperfect, but at the same time realizing that being perfect has always been a waste of time. It's theoretically impossible to be perfect because who exactly determines what perfection is? So many perspectives, so many views, so many opinions. Everyone will think you're perfect, but not at the same time. And let me tell you, you're going to be so tired of trying to please everyone. And at the end, you won't even feel pleased and like yourself because that is the number one thing that you should worry about and really take into consideration is that are you pleasing everything that you need to please right now? Did you eat enough today? Did you get enough water? Did you go outside and see the sun today? Because if you haven't, if you're so focused on being such a perfect little person, you are going to forget that life's most beautiful parts, that the parts that you'll really remember is when you are when you have been imperfect in someone else's eyes, when you were laughing too hard, when you were just, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are so many parts in your life, and if you try to be perfect all the time, if you try to be a perfect version all the time, you're just going to be an empty shell. So why waste your energy on this? Literally trying to please everyone will get in the way of your goals and wishes, and in the end, you won't really do anything that you want to do. And if you listen to this podcast episode and you're still not doing anything that you want to do, it's probably because you're trying to do everything. And if you try to do everything, you're not going to get anything done. 
Thank you guys for listening. Catch y'all later. And I know this podcast episode was released on 420, but it's a Thursday. So, you know, it's kind of funny.